In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you solemnly, it would be hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yes, I tell you again, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. When the disciples heard this, they were astonished. Who can be saved then, they said. Jesus gazed at them. For men, he told them, this is impossible. For God, everything is possible. Then Peter spoke. What about us? He said to him, We have left everything and followed you. What are we to have then? Jesus said to him, I tell you solemnly, when all is made new and the Son of Man sits on his throne of glory, you will yourselves sit on twelve thrones to judge the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, children, or land for the sake of my name will be repaid a hundred times over and also inherit eternal life. Many who are first will be last and the last first. The Gospel of the Lord. God often chooses to do things in ways that highlights man's weaknesses and God's omnipotence. 200 men defeating 120,000 Midianites, barren and aged Sarah giving birth to a son, a young virgin giving birth to the Son of God, and 12 flawed men handpicked to be the foundation of the new Israel, the church. To any ordinary person, all the above would be regarded incredible to the point of being impossible. The ridiculous parable of a camel passing through the eye of the needle had invoked the same incredulity among the Lord's disciples. The context of this passage is a question raised on the issue of salvation. What must I do to gain eternal life? The man who asked the question could not live up to the demand which the Lord had set out. His inertial fervor in seeking eternal life would fizzle out in the end because he could not bring himself to let go of his wealth. The disappointing response of that man gives occasion to our Lord to speak about the danger of riches. It will be hard for a man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Our Lord uses an analogy to illustrate this point where he contrasts the largest animal in Palestine, a camel, with the tiniest passage, the eye hole of a stitching needle. Short of a miracle, it was practically impossible to even envision how one could pass a camel through the eye of the needle. At first sight, it seems that salvation is an impossible feat for rich men, who is likened to passing a camel through the eye of a needle. The image was so shocking that it would stir the disciples to ask this logical question. Who can be saved then? Our Lord then declares that their suspicions are really correct. It is impossible for man to enter the kingdom of heaven on their own. No amount of willpower, good works or money will enable a person to reach eternal life. Heaven is not something you can buy or work for, which explains why the Tower of Babel 
project failed. You can't build a stairway to heaven unlike what the rock band Led Zeppelin claims in their song. But the good news is that for God, all things are possible. He can enable us to do by grace what we can never achieve by nature. Helped by the Lord, even the wealthiest or poorest of persons can lay heaven on hold on heaven. Our wealth and possessions will not disqualify us, nor our lack of them qualify us for the kingdom. Ultimately, salvation is God's doing, provided we open ourselves to his work. St. Peter still doesn't seem to get it. His question, what about us, betrays a similar understanding like the rich man whose question has sparked off this discussion. He still believes that the kingdom and salvation can be earned. If the young rich man taught that it could be achieved by performing good deeds, Peter and the disciples thought that they could attain salvation by their renunciation. Both taught that salvation could be earned by accumulating brownie points with our Lord. Our Lord then gives them a vision of the end times, when all things will be made new and his apostles will share in the kingly rule of the Lord when he returns enthroned in glory. Our Lord is once again reminding us that discipleship is ultimately not so much about what we are prepared to give up, but rather what we hope to gain. The value of the kingdom will always disproportionately outweigh the cost paid by a disciple in this world. We can never outdo God in his generosity. So rather than be calculative in thinking that we have done much or given up much, we should be grateful and appreciative of what we will receive from God. His abundant graces will eclipse both our good deeds and our sacrifices. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.